Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, I think there's only one way to start off this podcast after that dismantling, that smashing of the Houston Texans by the Broncos on the Drew Lock train. And that is holy shit. Drew, Drew! Yeah, uh, holy, holy Drew Drew is correct. Uh, 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 if you, okay, let's just face it. If you were predicting a Broncos win, if you went in into this game and said the Broncos are going to beat the Texans, who just destroyed the Patriots, you were either drinking some funky cough syrup or you were just lying to yourself. There was no way you actually believed it. I'm okay with you making that prediction, but you weren't being honest with yourself because the truth is, Nobody has expected what we've seen over the the course of the last two weeks in Drew Locke's first two starts with the Denver Broncos. Nobody. And rightfully so. You don't expect this type of performance out of a rookie quarterback in in, in this type of situation. It it boggles the mind. And so I, I don't know what to say about it. And I, I will just tell you, like as of right now, like the the big takeaway for me is that Drew Locke has somehow infused life. He has, he has, it, he's, he is the, you know, the paddles and the electric shock that's going through a dead body. And the offense is, is up and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And the defense is feeding off of that. And it's a complete football team. This is something that is unexpected, is, is the most under, it's it just, it's, you're selling it short when you say it's unexpected because it's just it was totally unexpected. You're at a loss for words. That's I'm, how I'm, unexpected it is. Yes, I'm I'm all boggled up here. Can't find the words, uh, which is rough when it's a podcast and that's how people understand what we're saying. What really makes it so exciting, and I, I it, it what's exciting is that we can actually feel excitement about the Broncos again. It was actually fun to watch this team on Sunday. And it's all because of Drew Locke. It's all because what he has brought to this team is what we have been saying. It's what most of Broncos country has been saying is you need a quarterback. And right now, the Broncos have a quarterback. And I get the whole idea that it's just his second start. It's just his second game. And Andrew Mason had a Twitter thread that tried to throw cold water on all of Broncos country. And maybe we can get into that a little bit later to maybe calm everyone down a little bit, but not right now because it's all about the eye test for me. And and I think it's the same way with you. He is doing things that a rookie quarterback hasn't done in NFL history. Let me repeat that. Drew Locke 
did something on Sunday that no rookie quarterback has done in NFL history in throwing for at least 300 passing yards and three touchdown passes in his first career road start. So again, and I mentioned this to you before we were, when we were going through what we were going to talk about, this is the second week in a row Drew Locke has done something that even the great Patrick Mahomes hasn't done. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, Drew Locke better better than Patrick Mahomes. And also, just a, a little reminder, uh, Drew Locke's winning percentage is better than Tom Brady's. So there's also that. I, I mean, it, it's it just goes to show. I, I tweeted out sarcastically at the very beginning of the game, or at least towards the beginning of the game, uh, a, a gif of this jumping goat, uh, you know, about Drew Locke. And, and it sort of was kind of, you know, sarcastic and funny and like, ah, uh, you know, goat. I, I'm not saying that Drew Locke is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. He may never live up to that hype. But but again, there's a there's a sense of there's a pulse, right? The the Broncos offense has had no pulse over the course of the last I don't know, pick pick a number of seasons and it's probably that many, right? Since 2014, you could probably go back and and really struggle to find games where the offense looked like it was worth anything and then in two games with drew lock as as the quarterback they they look like an offense that is capable of of putting up a lot of points and for the first time since i think it's like october of 2018 they break the 24 point mark which is huge and they go on to score 38 points look you want to get excited go ahead i'm not going to stop you get excited jump up and down do a little dance twirl whatever you feel like you need to do because it's it's okay to be excited about what's going on in Broncos country. And maybe the, the easiest part about this is that they don't have to win for us to be happy right now. Knowing that the, the playoffs are, are, are probably not in the future for this franchise. That gives them some freedom to really do some things. And it gives us as fans some freedom to watch the game and not worry about wins and losses. But then here they are winning games... And so it becomes more fun and more enjoyable, and it does. It all starts with with Drew Locke and what he has done to infuse life into this franchise. The big difference between the Broncos breaking that 24-point barrier on Sunday against the Texans and the last time they did it was that was against a putrid Arizona Cardinals team, and this was against a Houston Texans team that was leading the AFC South and just beat the New England Patriots. To do that against that defense and that team, and I, I I thought that the Texans would have a letdown. It was only natural. But for the Broncos to steamroll them and smash them like they did, that is a remarkable accomplishment. And, and I think... On the road, no less. And on the road. In Drew Locke's first road start... There are two areas that really stand out and really tell you something about Drew Locke. It's two statistics, and it's two areas where you win and lose football games. And for the last three years, the Broncos have been abysmal in both of them. And that's third down and in the red zone. On Sunday against the Texans, the Broncos were 5 of 8 on third down 
and they were four of five in the red zone. I mean, f- you do that, you're going to win football games. That's over. That's over fifty percent on third down conversions. And if I'm not mistaken here, I believe it. He was uh, Drew Locke when I say he was five for five in passing on third downs uh, and converted four of those five for first downs or scored a touchdown because we'll count that as a conversion as well. So it's it's not just that he's getting the job done. It's that he's getting the job done and and finding some serious success. Uh, I, I mean, we were going through some of the third down plays before we started here. The, the first one was a third and 12 that Locke threw for a 14-yard touchdown to Noah Fant. The second one was third and nine that Locke hits uh, Tim Patrick for 37 yards. The third that one might have been that might have been his best throw of the game. Absolutely, completion to Tim Patrick. The third third down was an eight yard touchdown pass to to Hireman. So that's two touchdowns on third down. I mean, the the next third down was the third and six. It was a completion to Booker that went backwards. Uh, you know that there's your there it is. You you failed because then the next third down was a third and six to Fant for twenty three yards. I, I mean, the kid, the it's. It's so it's so different to watch a Bronco game. It's amazing what two weeks have done for for this franchise, for this fan base. It it is it's exciting again. It's fun again. It's enjoyable again. Oh, and I forgot to mention his five yard scramble uh, on the sixth third down for a first down. In the last two games to continue on this third down, Drew Locke is fifteen of eighteen for 149 yards and four touchdowns on third down. He's been sacked once, and he's also converted one by a scramble that you just mentioned. Now, what's so fascinating about that is if you listen to the game on TV, and Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon did the the game for CBS, Rich Gannon said something that I thought was rather incredible, and it, it brings it all back to all of this third down talk. Rich Gannon said that the area that he's most impressed with Deshaun Watson this season that he's finally doing is his play on third down. And Drew Locke is doing this in his second start. This is Deshaun Watson's third season. I mean, I think it's safe to say that if you're going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, if you're going to have a, a positive impact on your team, the the like you said before we even started talking about it, the two areas where you have to be successful are on third down and in the red zone. And Drew Locke in two games has been that. And it has been enjoyable to watch. Like I said, it's 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 a it's it's not a new feeling, but it's one that we've missed in Broncos country and it's nice to have it back. And and it is it is sort of fascinating to me how just this one change has has shifted the entire franchise. When you hear you know guys talk about him in the locker room, and you see the way that they react to him on the field, and you you know you listen to Vic Fangio uh, work really hard to hold back his excitement about what Drew Locke can do. Uh, I think that that is a really interesting. Uh, there's got to be some sort of uh, sociology experiment you could do on how a player, how one player can really have that kind of an impact. Because let's face it, skill-wise, there's probably several quarterbacks that could do what Drew Locke could do. I would even argue that Joe Flacco has the ability to to make all of the throws that Drew Locke has made. But there's a, a, a difference in who they are 
and it changes the way that everybody on the field reacts and how they play. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what the chemistry is there, but it works. And it's it's incredible to see the difference. There's one other area where I think you can tell that Drew Locke has it. And it's something that shows you that I don't think we've scratched the surface yet with Drew Locke. And it's a quote that he told to the media after the game in his news conference. He was asked on embracing the Buzz Lightyear thing. Where did that come from? And do you think your confidence is contagious? This is Locke's response. I'd like to think that my confidence is contagious. I never want to come off as arrogant. I want it to come off as fire. I'm having fun with the game we're all that we've all dreamed of about playing since we were little kids. And now that we're here, why not have the most fun we can with the game we love? I don't want it to ever come off as arrogance, but it was definitely a lot of fun with the, with Buzz Lightyear this week. Blew up on Twitter to where the offensive line was, we should shoot the laser after you score a touchdown. All right, you want to do it? We'll do it. We fully embraced it. To me, that's a guy who gets it. That's a guy who shows, as we've been saying for weeks, he has it. He has that confidence. He has that belief in himself. And I, I think at this point, you can see it. Yeah. And some players just have it. And I think Drew Locke is one of those players. Yes, there's still more to see. And we've seen quarterbacks like this who have come on and, and played well like this in their first two games but when you take it into account when he's doing it and how he's doing it on third down in the red zone, those are the money downs. Those are the money situations. Those are where you need your quarterback to be at his best. And he's at his best already. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It, it really is. And like, you know, like we've said, and, and, and like a lot of people have said, he does seem to have whatever – whatever chemical it is that that causes you to be that guy he he seems to be that guy and i i think it's important to to just mention we're not predicting hall of fame stuff for drew lock at this point we're not we're not saying he's definitely the quarterback of the future he's not you know he hasn't solidified himself as the franchise but he's pointed in that direction and he's his success really does uh Opened some things up for the Broncos. And so to see this happen two weeks in a row, one game on at home, one game on the road, one game against a team that's that's probably going backwards and uh, one game against a team that's in the ascendancy uh, like the Texans are, it, it really does go to show that play a player like Drew Locke, a player of his caliber, is exactly what this team has needed. And and it's 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 fun to watch. Again, I keep going back to that idea of it's it really is just fun right that's why we're here we want to have a good time we want to have fun watching our team drew lock has has done that for us and so uh it, it really is exciting and and again he's 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 making connections with these young receivers and noah fant and you know philip Lindsay again again it's like just the youth on this team there's a youth movement going on on the offensive side of the football that is going to carry the broncos into the next three or four seasons if they do things right and this was this was a game where you could get excited about that. We talked last week about how 
we'd love to hear Locke to Sutton over the next decade. You can add Locke to Fant into that scenario. Yes, please. Absolutely. Locke lock to Tim Pat Locke to Patrick. Sure. I'm in. Hey, Hamilton caught a wide open pass. He did. Give, give him credit. I think the Broncos offense and, and, and kudos to Rich Scangarello. He called a hell of a game and he put together a hell of a game plan. And I, I, I said my key to the game was to give Drew Locke more leash, whether he did or not. And they the Broncos were just more effective in playmaking against the Texans. That's an interesting, that's an interesting one. Yeah. But I, I think it, it, regardless if they did or didn't, you have to give a lot of credit to Rich Scangarello. And now this gives him more confidence. Well, maybe we can do a little bit more now. Maybe we can open it up a little bit more against the Kansas city chiefs next week. So there, there are some things that you can take away from this that they can build on that, again, can in, in just digest them and give them adrenaline and confidence and, and fire, as Drew Locke said in that comment. Contagious. I think the, He's I think the, other, the other player offensively that we should pay – that we have to, to give some credit to is Austin Schlotman. That was his. Not only was it his first start of the season, it was his first career start at right guard, and the offensive line only gave up one sack, and a lot of that goes to Drew Locke. But they did a good job of keeping Drew Locke upright. So a lot of positives offensively, and then on defense. Kareem Jackson is a bad man. He is. He is. He is a bad man. You know, the play that sticks in my mind is is actually a, a positive play for the Texans because Carlos Hyde runs for 13 yards, but when he hits that 13th yard, he stops right there because that's where Kareem Jackson was waiting for him. And, it, you know, it reminded me of watching friend of the show, Steve Atwater, throw, throw some hits around because when Carlos Hyde met Kareem Jackson after 13 yards – Carlos Hyde didn't go any further than that 13th yard, and Kareem Jackson just just stuffed him. And from what I could tell, Carlos Hyde was running as fast as he could. So it was, it was it that was an incredible hit. And that just I I know he had other great plays, and uh you, you know he had the 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 run for a, a touchdown on the fumble recovery. Uh, but was it Atachu who recovered the fumble? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Jeremiah Atachu recovered it, and, and the Dino forced it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was, it was, and then he just took it and scored. But man, that stuff was just rough. And then I think he almost uh, decapitated DeAndre Hopkins. That was the play that stood out to me because that's typically a situation where the safety gets flagged for an unnecessary roughness penalty or a defenseless receiver hit. And Kareem Jackson just, it was perfect, it was textbook. And I think that's another hit where Steve Atwater was like, yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, again, it is sort of – it's Atwater-esque to sort of see some of those hits. And and uh, he was he was my game ball, right? I had uh, Kareem Jackson as my game ball because because of those hits more than anything else because I, I we haven't seen uh, stuff like that in a while. I mean, we've, we've seen it a few times from him, but the consistency of it was great, and it really was – 
interesting to see how hard he was hitting guys out there. Uh, didn't you? Atachu was your game ball, right? He was. Uh, to, but to give you an idea of Kareem Jackson's day, he had 11 tackles, six solo, three passes defended, an interception, and a touchdown. Oh, and he almost had a pick six. It was close, just off his hands. <laughs> it was just a. It was, it was a great game. It was a great game for him. It was a great game for the defense. Uh, I know they gave up, what, was it 24 points, but it was uh, not a but bad 24. Yeah. They were up 38-3 to three at that point. Yeah, it was it was total garbage time at that point. Jeremiah Tachu had had a day. The, the linebacker had two tackles, two sacks, one tackle for loss, a fumble recovery, and a great play to give Kareem Jackson the football on his fumble recovery. Like you almost want to like create a stat for that, like an assist on the touchdown. I don't know how you would would do that, but he should get an assist for that. Oh, he totally should. He should get a as they call it in hockey in hockey an apple. There you go. Yeah. Something like that. And Justin Simmons just had another ho hum, another day at the office for one of the best safeties in the NFL. Six tackles, two solo and three passes defended. Yeah, I, he really needs to step his game up, right? Simmons and how about is Pro Bowl bound. Alexander Johnson and Todd Davis, those two guys have formed quite the middle linebacker duo for the Broncos. Alexander Johnson had five tackles, two solo, and that forced fumble. Todd Davis led the Broncos with 15 tackles, five solo. And yeah, I, he, was I, believe, I believe Todd Davis is now over 100 for the season. Yeah, I mean, this really was a complete victory. This this was a game where the Broncos won in in every phase of the game, and it and it was something that we have less experience with over the course of the last few seasons. And so it's it's great to see the the defense was 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 very good through most of the game. Uh, the only time there was any real concern was towards the end when time was running out and the Texans were sort of picking up points in garbage time and and the offense while it slowed down in the second half was able to maintain and get some points on the board and you just can't you cannot under undervalue how good this team was I, I mean they played so well against a team that is playoff bound and 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 had just proven that they were they were a big contender in the AFC by beating the Patriots. I, I, this is a huge win for the Broncos, for their confidence, for uh, seeing what they can do in the future. I, I love this. I love this win. This was my favorite win of the season. This is my favorite win in three years because we can touch on this on the next podcast leading up to the Chiefs game, but this opens up so much for the Broncos because as we talked about with Cecil Lammy, as we talked about with Andrew Mason, the fact that they're seeing this and getting this from Drew Locke opens up so much for this team in terms of free agency and the draft. And when you think about the possibilities that are opening up because of the way Drew Locke is playing, the fact that he's been given this chance, that's what adds to the excitement because you realize this team is a contender. This team is without question a contender. If Drew Locke is able to keep this going, and I have no reason to doubt that he won't, 
it's going to be it's going to be a fun a fun ride so jump on board the drew lock train and drew sember is turning into one hell of a month and as von miller said he's a bleeping rock star he's an effing rock star you've been listening to mile high report radio get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com and as always go broncos Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.